0: From the Wilkes Center for Climate Science and Policy at the University of Utah, we're talking climate, and I'm Margaret Call. With climate change-related problems spreading in frequency and intensity around the world, activities to advance solutions have become both more common and more necessary. This episode is the first in a series of conversations about the top ideas from the 2023 Wilkes Center Student Innovation Prize, where students presented their most creative solutions to climate change. Today, we have Stephen Tran and Rabiul Hassan, PhD students in the Department of Electrical and Computer Engineering here at the U. Their prize-winning idea is an organic carbon measuring network that could be used to more accurately measure carbon content in soils. Their technology would make it possible to utilize agricultural land, both as a more effective carbon sink and simultaneously to improve crop yield. Welcome, guys. (laughs) So if you wouldn't mind, would you tell me a little bit about your project and what you're researching?
1: So my research is primarily on this device, where we're trying to measure soil organic carbon uh, accurately in the soil. At the moment, soil organic carbon is measured primarily through lab-based methods, which are expensive. takes a long time and but are very accurate however with our technology that we're researching we hopefully we hope that we can build a device that anybody can use something that's cheap something that's quick and something that's also accurate as accurate as all the lab-based methods
2: so I'm um, we, we are part of the same projects we are dealing with two different side so he's uh, mainly uh, doing the integration part and I am working with the uh, with making the sensor itself. So, um, so we are trying to like, uh, what currently people are doing, like they're, um, taking the sample, uh, to the lab and analyze the sample. And what we are trying to do, uh, we are trying to, uh, offer a cheaper option. Like, um, so we are, um, I, I personally, uh, working with the sensor that is, uh, cheap um like and we can do batch fabrication so uh, like simultaneously we can make so many sensors together and also it's uh, like we can scale it for some other other gas as well like right now our focus is carbon um, um g- carbon component or carbon uh, gas but we can um like uh, make it work for some other uh gas like nitrogen gas that's very important for agriculture as well so yeah that's that's the things i'm working right now
0: cool um is are there similar technologies being developed like yours or are you guys like the first ones to yeah dive?
1: at the moment there are a couple in terms of in-situ based technology uh some of them are like drill-based FTIR sensor, where they're drilling a sensor into the ground and measuring it based on FTIR. We are doing a similar method where we're also putting a probe into the ground and measuring it through a a Fourier, uh, uh, an IR-based method. However, we're trying to simulate something that lab-based methods do, which is trying to actively extract the carbon from the soil itself. And we use, do this by utilizing a UV LED, which is a cheap, compact system that we can put in the, into the ground. And by using UV, we found that UV can actively photo a uh, dissolved organic com- component of the soil. This produces CO2, which we can sample, capture, and correlate to how much organic carbon is within the soil.
0: Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, so what inspired you to start working on this particular idea? How did you get um, into it?
2: Okay. So I am originally from Bangladesh. It's an agri- agrarian country, um, so economy is totally based on, um, on the agri- mostly based on agriculture, and um, we. It's a small country, like fifty-seven thousand square mile, um, smaller than Utah. Like I think it's around eighty thousand mile, Utah and is accommodating like uh, almost 170 million people. So like agriculture is very important for Bangladesh, uh, specifically I'm talking about because I am from there. Um, We need to feed this uh, big number of people. So, and when I found about these projects, I see like, oh, this is a cool project to contribute for um, this, big problem for the walls like um how you are dealing like uh, for these projects you can um uh, like um like the extension uh, extension of these projects that i'm i was talking about like for the nitrogen detections or something like that like you can understand how much fertilizer you will need so you are not going to waste anything and so you will understand like for uh from the uh, and, re- and and another thing is it's real time like you'll understand how much you'll need every time so like based on humidity or temperature or many other um, environment factor. so i found it like okay yeah it's a really directly impacting uh people's lives so yeah i found it very inspiring to work
1: in this project yeah, yeah. Uh, to add on to that project uh, to add on to that i found that this project was very interesting in That. Uh, global climate change is like a growing concern everywhere and people are trying to solve it. Uh, however, there's just so much land that's unoptimized that there's so much thing that we could do to resolve this problem. Uh, and by utilizing this type of technology, and when I saw this initial uh, proposal, I found that even person in the, even a person, a normal person, can use their backyard to optimize their soil such that they can actively uh, restore or help uh, mitigate global climate change. And through some calculations, uh, theoretically, if the whole United States or everyone in their backyards decide everyone utilizes their backyard to optimize. soil. they could technically, uh, store up to one gigaton, almost one gigaton carbon just in the United States alone.
0: Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) So your technology could be used not only to, um, help with climate change, but also to optimize like agricultural yield as well. Okay. That's cool. I didn't realize that. Um, could you explain in like a little bit of like layman's terms, because I'm not a chemical engineer, how an individual could use your technology in their own backyard? Like how would they be able to do that?
1: So yeah, uh, at the moment, at the it's just a probe that you place in your soil. It has a resolution, a spatial resolution of approximately 10 meters by 10 meters. Once you place it into the ground, uh, when you turn on the UV, you can see a jump in CO2 that's captured by the device. And we have a, uh, not a, uh, Released app yet, but we have you can s- we have a graphical user interface where we can constantly see how much carbon is being captured by this device, and this device will constantly update you in real time how much soil organic carbon is in the soil. And with that real time measurements, uh, you can improve your soil by just adding nitrogen, using different plants, and you can s- plants and you can see the difference in how that's affecting your the organic carbon within your soil.
0: Moving forward, what kind of like real world applications? What what do you how do you see this becoming more widespread like implemented? Um, how do you see that like trickling
1: forward? I think you can move. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> he's working with the integration Berlin, yeah. also like yeah. So <laughs> hopefully, uh, the hope is for this technology to be utilized worldwide by everybody, by anybody who has a backyard. Uh, you can place this in the ground and Rob, you mentioned that at the moment, we're only measuring carbon, but in the future, we're going to be implementing different ways to measure other gases, such as nitrogen, methane, so on and so forth. Uh, that way, uh, people or any regular person can optimize their soil in such a way that global climate change is mitigated as much as possible.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Um, What kind of, like, response have you guys gotten to your findings and, like, your research and, like, um, what have people, like, said about it?
1: (laughs) Actually, we've gotten pretty good reviews from other people. Uh, Last year, or last October, we went into a soil organic carbon competition uh, sponsored by Bayer. And we actually got second place in the world in terms of measuring soil organic carbon in terms of accuracy and rapid... How rapid the measurements is and even at that point it was still an incomplete prototype but as of right now we believe that we've improved it tremendously or exponent in an exponential amount of way that we may have the best technology in terms of measuring soil organic carbon in situ with the soil
2: also like um so we are like publishing those works in uh like or sending uh to the uh, conference so i want to add one of my Um, conference paper that I submitted. I see that like I got very good review from the reviewer in this field like and also this is that uh, that work is nominated for best paper or competition there. So I'm going to Austria for uh, presenting my work there. So it seems like everyone likes the idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It's great that it's so well received. So I guess like just a little bit more of like a personal question about it. What's your favorite? Like what's been your favorite part of working on the project? What's your favorite aspect of your research?
1: Uh personally, my favorite aspect is just seeing everything come together when you're integrating all the different components, electronics, circuitry, software, when you get to see all that work and utilized by anybody in the field. Uh you can see how special the device is and how it can really shape the world and how it can minimize uh, global climate change.
2: For me, um, so for this project, I started working with nanofabrication. And so my device size is like just of two here. And it's really amazed me like how this small device is doing this tremendous job. Like, yeah, that really amazed me.
1: Yeah, he has devices that are like <laughs> micrometer in scale. You can't yeah. see it by eye, but <laughs> yeah, you have so to has... use an optical microscope to see that he like. Uh, Still see and, all the and, like, yeah. you can measure like, all the carbon stuff. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> That's crazy, that it's so little. Um, so you guys talked a little bit about like your background. Um, you especially like where, how did that like? What is your background? Where were you before you were here, and kind of what brought you to the U as a student? Um, why are you here? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So
2: um, I did my bachelor in electrical engineering in Bangladesh. And after my bachelor's, I worked for a um, couple of years. And I see that, like, um, I I really want to do something, that, not like uh, some things I have to repeatedly doing uh, in the industry. Um, so that makes me... Um, uh, look for opportunity, like um, doing research kind of jobs. And I see that, like, yeah, I have to do PhD for uh, getting qualified for those uh, research position. And definitely, in United States is one of the best place in terms of like um, like research fundings and all these other opportunities. So yeah, that makes made me choose this country. Uh, and yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, similar to Robbie, uh I also got my a bachelor in electrical engineering but uh, from Boise State University in Boise, Idaho, that's where I'm from. And after graduating, I wasn't particularly sure what I was going to do with my life at the moment. Uh, I did some internship as an engineer back in Boise in Micron, but like Robbiel, it was mundane, repetitive, and it wasn't something I really enjoyed. So in the end, I decided to pursue a PhD in electrical engineering. And I found it like, much more enjoyable, much more fulfilling and challenging.
0: Awesome. Are you both, like, so after you're done with your PhD or whatever, um, else you decide to do with it, where Where do you want it to take you? Like, where do you want to move after this? Do you want to keep doing the soil carbon monitoring stuff? Are you going to try and do something different? What What's next?
1: Uh, for me personally, I'm not a particularly a percent ministered what what i'm going to do yet but hopefully it's going to be some type of sensor-based system integration or software development in which i can help uh, with global climate change or any other problems that can help uh, resolve an issue that is being uh, a concern in the world at the moment
2: Um, for me um, okay um, i'm not sure if uh, i will stick with exactly these topics but i see like different Um, organization like NASA or um, like the projects we are working with, Department of Energy or uh, like different national labs, they are also working with the approach we are uh, targeting is an optical sensor and they are also doing many research related to optical sensors to um, detect different kind of gas uh, uh, accurately and if it's possible in cheaper way. So I see that there are many um, opportunities around, so I am not exactly sure where I will go, but yeah, I will, I'll, I'll keep myself in this, this field, I'm sure,
1: yeah. Still so a couple awesome. years
0: left. Awesome. Um, that's kind of everything I had for you guys today. Is there anything else that you want to add that is important to you about your project that you want people to know?
1: Uh, not particularly at the moment, but hopefully when this device is released, uh, definitely I want everyone in the w- to check that out and hopefully <laughs> we can store all the carbon from the atmosphere into the soil. That
0: would be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here with us today and we appreciate all of your work and contributions and we're really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Thank yep. you. Thank, so, thank you so much. We will be recording and posting more interviews with researchers at the U engaged in the work of climate science and policy. To hear more and learn more about the Wilkes Center, go to wilkescenter.utah.edu.